2: Would you believe
0: it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q.
2: And here we are, Raider Nation, live from Radio Row in Los Angeles, the Los Los Angeles Convention Center. Second day of uh, Radio Row. By Friday, I'll not say Las Vegas anymore. I will say Los Angeles. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm here excited, and I'll tell you, I'm excited to be here on the radio right now. Uh, I've had a very... Strange and crazy evening slash morning. I was actually here at the convention center till two thirty in the morning, dealing with some shenanigans. As my backpack was stolen from here last night with my laptop and more materials in it. So, take it back to the old school where you just don't have any kind of equipment with you. So I'm I'm uh, I'm here, a little angry because of that, but it's okay. You know, we're here to do some radio, and we're here to have a good time on Radio Row and talk to some fantastic uh, former players and uh, all kinds of different people. And uh, very excited about that. Excited about my next guest. And we're going to get things started right away. And I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm very excited about this guest because, one, he always brings the energy when he comes on to the show. But, two, and it's funny, and I'm going to talk to him about it off top, is when I was working in Central Texas and the show came on, it was unnecessary roughness. And Bill Romanowski
1: said, all roughness is necessary, Q. How you doing, Bill? Very good. <laughs> uh, you know what? The NFL is about roughness. Right. And it's a lot of it.
2: Yes. Yes, it is. It's a lot of it. So, yes, former Raider linebacker Bill Romanowski is with us here on Radio Row. And uh, it's always great catching up with you uh, when, when we're here. Uh, how have how you liking your time so far?
1: You know what? I like I like coming back here. I like coming back every year. I'm excited about you know the Super Bowl. You know, right. I really I really am. After the playoff games that we just witnessed. Right. How incredible they were. You know, week in and week out, you know, th- there was one game <laughs> that was a blowout, right? and that was Rams-Cardinals. Other than that, all the games were incredible.
2: Right, they were, and and why is that? Why is it that, and even this year, if you go back through the season, especially on the AFC side of things, it was so much, it felt like parody where you never knew who was going to really yeah, take off. Yeah, you really
1: didn't know who was going to win week in and week out. You know, the Chiefs kind of went through a point where you're like, God, is this really the kansas city chiefs right. here and then they got hot and got on a run and 49ers got on a run ran i mean it it was it was awesome to see and right. you love to see you know the parody you love to see you know the rams and the cincinnati Bengals. it's been a long time right since i think the last time they were you know in the Super Bowl was when I played them in 88.
2: <laughs> and we know how that one turned out. We do. You you got the ring. Yeah. And you weren't playing for Cincinnati. That is true. <laughs> you got the ring. Yes. Again, we're talking with Bill Romanowski here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. So, speaking of teams that went on a run at the end of the season, how about the Silver and Black? They went on that four-game win streak to make the playoffs, qualify for the playoffs, and almost beat the team that is representing the AOC in the Super Bowl, in the Cincinnati Bengals. What do you think of the run the Raiders went on?
1: You know, the controversy that they dealt with, Coach Passaccia, I thought, did an amazing job keeping the guys, you know, together. Um, I mean, Derek Carr, you know, at the end of the day, our defense, the way they came together, I thought Gus Bradley, you know, on some level, was an MVP right in that all the guys that he brought um, brought in did an amazing job and were really good players right so probably the best class of free agents you know collectively that uh, the Raiders have have had in a long time so that part was awesome. You hate to see what happened to John Gruden. You hate to see what happened to the receiver, you know. But Basaccia kept it, kept the boat afloat. Right. And they were able to get on a little run at the end. And, you know, they're nine yards away.
2: Right. Exactly. You know, and the one thing that you mentioned, the defense, and that they they really did a good job, in my opinion, throughout the course of the year. Statistically, they weren't rated the greatest (laughs) defense, right? But, complimentary, they play complimentary football all season long, and I felt they gave the Raiders opportunity to win games.
1: Sometimes you have to have a bend but not break mentality, right? And they kept it close. And when you can have, you know, an opposing offense kick field goals versus get in the end zone at times, you know, and you can get turnovers and make plays. You know, it seemed like. You know, there were crucial third downs. Right. When they were making this run, you know, they were getting teams off the field. Exactly. And getting the ball back to our offense. And you got to do that in the game of football to win. Right. And I think that was a big part of it.
2: It really it really was. And, you know, that that, that red zone, that was something that, plagued the Raiders offensively, you know, the red zone. They weren't able to capitalize that often. So now they bring in Patrick Graham. He's the new defensive coordinator now, and he's traditionally, everyone talks about a 3-4 guy. When you have guys in place like a Max Crosby, a Unique Ngakwe, that are have been set in stone playing a certain style, and the Raiders traditionally a 4-3, how much as an athlete is that a difficult transition?
1: Well, I know in one point in my career I went four years – with four different defensive coordinators. Wow. Wow. So with that being said, you know, I thrived in all those. Yeah. Um, You know, I I had just had a knack, and it was football. But uh, you have to realize this as a coach. Sometimes you have to put your ego aside and do – it's not forcing a round peg in a square hole. Right. Sometimes – you might have been a 3-4 guy, mm-hmm. but you may not have the personnel to run a 3-4. Right. And if you don't have that, the personnel, then you better get really good at running a 4-3.
2: Right, and that's something he said. You know, he reached out to Max Crosby, Patrick Graham did, and said, hey, don't worry about 3-4, 4-3, whatever. I'm going to put you in the right position. That's all that matters.
1: That's all that matters. And guys – want to play for someone, a coach that, number one, has got their back and a coach that is going to put them in a position to win.
2: Right, absolutely. Again, we're talking with Bill Romanowski here on Radio Row, Uh, Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. So um, the the Raiders get to the playoffs for the first time since 2016. They have a new coaching staff now. Josh McDaniels comes in. How do the Raiders take that next step? What do they need to do?
1: You know what? Um... They draft really well mm-hmm. and they pick up three to four key free agents. Right. And they hit it on everyone. And in the draft, you gotta hit those early picks. Right. And that's plagued them a little bit. Yeah. You've gotta I mean your first, second, and third draft pick, you know, you want them to be starters. And then you want to get lucky, like they have with, like, a Max Crosby. Right, right, right. And Hunter Renfro, and a, yeah. And a Hunter Renfro, and get a, some really good players later in the draft. Get a, you know, um, you know unsigned free agents, you mm-hmm. know, that you just hit it on. Right. And that comes from doing your homework. So that's where, you know, your general manager, what he puts together – you know, with the scouting, it's imperative that he does an amazing job. Right. So not only the coach, but it's that general manager-coach combination that really, really is key.
2: It really is. So I'm interested to see how they put it together. They have Dave Ziegler. They have Josh McDaniels. They're putting together a heck of a front office, it looks like. So I'm interested to see how it's all going to shake out. Now, I did want to quickly ask you about the Super Bowl as well. Uh, So you got Cincinnati. You have The Rams, obviously the Rams are hosting it, but where do you think this is going to be won and lost? How do you think this game shakes out? What's what's basically your keys to this one?
1: You know, my keys always start with the quarterback. And what Joe Burrow has done, Mm -hmm. it's pretty impressive. Right. The teams that he's beaten, pretty damn impressive. You know, and you can say the same for the Rams. You're like, I mean – But I think Joe Burrow is a little bit better, you know, than the Rams quarterback. Right. And when, you know, that position is so key. Now you got defense. You you look man for man, you're like, wow, Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, da-da-da-da. You're like, wow, this is really strong defense. And... But look at what their defensive line did against the 49ers. They were shut down. Right. You know, the key to this is going to be the trenches. Okay. And, you know, how the offensive lines right, on right. both teams Yeah, yeah. You know, do. Right. And what happens on the back end. This is going to come down to a turnover, too. That's going to be the difference in this game. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I'm excited. It's going to be a close game. I'm rooting for the Rams, but I think if I'm a betting man, I'm, I'm betting on the Bengals.
2: Nice, nice. I like it. Well, that's good stuff. What, what else you got going on? What else you got going on this week? You know, what are you going to be doing?
1: Hey, I'm all around doing, doing all the stops. Uh, I've got my nutrition company, Nutrition 53. Yeah. You know, we have Lean 1, Lean 1 Keto, Lean 1 Neuro, Lean 1 Sleep. So I'm addressing good sleep, a lean body, and a smart mind with focus and energy and i live eat and breathe nutrition i have for quite a while yes you have and it's a big part of what i do and i want to change the world by doing that so anybody that wants to sleep well get leaner and smarter and more focused go to nutrition53.com and I gotta line up a kick-ass products.
2: Well, I'll tell you, my guy in the home studio, Damon Cotton. This guy, he he works out all the time. He's he's built like a brick, right? And yep. he's you're you're speaking his language right now, I how, how you how you uh, how you feeling right now?
3: I'm feeling good. If we want to talk, uh, so Bill, <laughs> what's your protein looking like? Because I'm always looking for some good tasting protein.
1: Hey, I've I've got the best tasting protein on planet Earth, <laughs> and you know it's you know combination of whey isolate. Um, uh, milk proteins I've got a little bit of pea and I use a blend you know I think it's just healthier that way and so um, and when you do that and you put in 17 fruit and vegetable extracts, mm-hmm. 27 vitamins and minerals and you put uh, green coffee bean extract in there to help you burn some body fat uh, my product works and I'll put it up against any protein out there in the market.
2: Nice. DeMond's on his way to the gym right now. DeMond, you ready to go hit the weights? I am going as soon as we finish <laughs> the show today. I am going to the gym after the show.
1: I know. You ain't got to tell me. I know your
2: routine already. That is awesome. Well, Bill, we definitely appreciate your time. Before we go, can you, can you give me a little drop? I mean, you're you're an expert. You're a pro at these kind of things.
1: Yeah. Now.
2: That's just you. Whatever you want to just say. What's up, goddamn, right? Yeah, goddamn. you got it.
1: Hey, Raider Nation, this is Bill Romanowski, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920.
2: Boom, just like that, just like a pro. DeMond, you approve of that one, right?
1: Oh, he's the best in the business. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there it is, Bill Romanowski with us here on Radio Row, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome
0: back, Welcome back to Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm
2: going to have to kick you, you know what, today.
0: Here's your boy, Q
2: just had a fantastic conversation with Bill Romanowski, former Raider linebacker. That was a lot of fun as we're here on Radio Row, Los Angeles, California, the convention center right now, and uh, got a guy on, uh, coming up next that, uh, I mean, he's become a regular on our show now. Very <laughs> excited about it. Ari Mayroff from Pro Football Focus. How you doing, my man? Doing well. Great to finally see you in person here, man. Yeah, yeah. How has this experience been so far? Uh, Monday was a little bit slow, but today you can see
0: it picking up. Yeah, definitely. Monday was a little bit dead over here, I'll be honest. Yeah. Today it's been it's been, picked, it's been picking up for sure. Justin Jefferson was here, I think, a few minutes ago. we got some players rolling around. I've heard some other guys are going to make their way here tomorrow. So it's for sure heating up. That That's, that's for sure. Well, you mentioned
2: Justin Jefferson. And and uh, he, he is a, a heck of a player. He's walking around here. He was just at the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas. When you look at the body of work he's done so far in the league in such a short amount of time, what do
0: you think? Man, it, it's so impressive. And the fact that he was the fifth wide receiver taken in that draft. And I'll never forget that moment when Philadelphia passed on him. And I could, like – Pull up the tweet when I was live tweeting all the picks. I was shocked that Philadelphia would pass on him. And now, of course, we see how awesome he is. We see how awesome his buddy Jamar Chase is. And just that whole team, I mean, like that offense is amazing. Now that they're hiring Kevin O'Connell, an offensive minded guy, and Justin has already mentioned it, like, I'm really excited to have an offensive guy as my head coach. And it looks like they're going to stick with Kirk Cousins, have some continuity there. I know he's like a a punching bag for a lot of guys, but, you know, having the quarterback there, running back, everyone coming back for another year, an offensive minded head coach. I mean, he's been tremendous through two years, has broken some records. I know Jamar broke his record this year, but, yeah. like, he's been unbelievable. And I think we'll be talking about the fact that he was the number fi- the fifth receiver taking that draft for a long time.
2: No, no doubt about it. I agree 100%. Again, we're talking with Ari Mayrov here on, uh, on Radio Nation Radio 920. We're at the Super Bowl Radio Row at the L.A. Convention Center. And you mentioned Jamar Chase, and, and he broke Justin Jefferson's record. I thought it was a bad pick. I thought they should pick an offensive lineman and protect Joe Burrow. What do I know? They're in the Super Bowl now. What, what do you thought of Jamar Chase's rookie year?
0: I mean, that guy is just different. And you know, I work for Chris Collinsworth, and he was a receiver for the Bengals, and yeah. he's been going around this week doing all the media. And he's like, and he told owner Mike Brown, Jamar Chase is a rookie, and he's the best receiver we've ever had in this franchise's wow. history, which is crazy because they've had some great receivers. I mean, yep. Chad Jones. Um, Chris was there AJ Green I mean he's already saying that Jamar is the best in this franchise's history which wow. is saying a lot I mean this year has been amazing And you're right I mean that debate during the draft was a very serious debate. With A lot of people had people in the league were saying they got to protect Joe Burrow. But, in fact, Joe Burrow actually had a say in all of this. It was interesting to see. I mean, he mentioned it this week that he actually went over to Duke Tobin, who's their, basically the guy who's making decisions upstairs. Yeah. And he mentioned, guys, like, it would be great if you guys could make this thing. And, you know, they spoke about it internally. And they decided, you know what, we all agree this is a guy who will, you know, fit well in this offense, will figure out the offensive line. It obviously has not been great, but... Who cares, man? They're in the Super Bowl. They're getting it done, and they have another offseason here after here to try to get some offensive line help.
2: Exactly. So going to the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday with the struggles that the offensive line does have with Cincinnati, how concerning would that be going up against a guy like Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and company? It's
0: by far my biggest concern in the Super Bowl. Yeah. There's, like, no second even. Like, it's by far my biggest concern. I mean, like, I feel like if, it, if it's the same thing as what happened in Kansas City, we get to four or five times, I think they'll be fine. But if it's going to be the same thing as what happened in Tennessee where it's nine, ten, eleven times, I think it's going to be a bit of an issue there because that Rams defensive line is ferocious. We all know about it. Aaron Dolls is the best defensive player in football. You got Von Miller. You have Leonard Floyd. They're going to be bringing guys from all over the place and just to hold up, especially the right side of the offensive line, which has been very shaky. I mean, I'm very concerned about that. and I think we'll get to see early on if it's going to be an issue all game long or if they'll be able to hold on. I mean, I'm curious to see if they do a lot of screens, get the ball out quickly, but that's by far the biggest storyline for me in this Super Bowl. We could talk about the fact Zach Taylor was coached, you know, with McVay and all his different things but the defensive line and offensive line matchup in this game is by far the biggest thing that i'll be keeping an eye on when the kickoff gets underway
2: how big is this game for matt stafford and the the name he's trying to be in the nfl
0: you know it's interesting i I didn't really think about it Mm -hmm. but people are mentioning the fact that if he wins the super bowl he could be in the hall of fame i mean i think he he kind of gets in involved in that conversation it's kind of true you know like up until now you know he was in detroit didn't have much winning i mean was punching bag I mean, he, he was, but I mean, he was like, he was a good quarterback, but right. he couldn't get the job done. And now he ends up in LA, first year, makes the Super Bowl. If he wins it, I think he enters that category where, you know, if a guy like Eli Manning, who won twice, is able to get in, Stafford's numbers are better, and he now has a Super Bowl as well. I think he enters that conversation. And, hey, this is only his first year in LA. He'll right. be here for four, five, six years with Sean McVay, with all these pieces, and the way Less needed operates up there, you know, yep. they're going to be adding more and more pieces. So, yeah, I think it's a big game for Stafford, and if he wins, we'll be talking about him as one of the great quarterbacks in this era. so That's
2: crazy. I, I didn't even think about it like that when you started talking about the Hall of Fame, and, of course, we'll get the official announcement on the Hall of Fame uh, the, the night before Thursday. the Super Bowl. Thursday, yeah, yeah Thursday, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So Thursday we'll get the official announcement on the Hall of Fame. We all expect Cliff Branch will be uh, inducted into the Hall yes. of Fame. His, his family, obviously, will be there to receive it. So uh, that, yeah. we look forward to that here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Now, I did want to ask you about the new hires that the Raiders have. They have Josh McDaniels. Of course, Derek Carr is the quarterback right now. Uh, I believe that he's going to be the quarterback at least yep. this season. How does Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr, in your opinion, how does that marriage work?
0: I mean honestly I think Josh does not take the job unless he doesn't like the quarterback. He took this job because Derek Carr is there and because the fact that there was a GM opening and he could bring his own guy with Ziegler. You know, Champ Kelly is there as well, who's a very well respected guy. Got to see him at the senior bowl. There's not a person there when he's walking around the sideline that didn't shake his hand and talked about congratulations and everything. Like he's the guy who's gonna be a GM in the end. But yeah, I think Josh went to Las Vegas because the quarterback is in place. There are offensive pieces there and I think he's been eyeing Derek Carr. And it was interesting because he was actually he asked point blank. I don't remember which show it was, but he he did a little bit of a media tour this past week. and was asked, like, hey, did you guys try to trade for Derek Carr in New England last year? And he didn't really give an answer. We didn't really say no, which tells you how much he really likes the guy. And I think, you know, having a Hunter Renfro as well, who's probably, like, the perfect example of someone he wants to have in his offense will help out a lot. So, yeah, I think he went there knowing that this is my guy, this is my quarterback, and I'm finally going to leave New England to go and join him and have some other guys with me as well and build the staff the way I want. And honestly, that press conference that he where he opened up and talked about his mistakes. Mm -hmm. I thought that was very raw, and that was, like, the right thing to do. And I think people really are finally starting to understand, yeah, it's been – Denver was a disaster, hundred percent, right. but like it's a different guy. He's been around some other teams. He went to St. Louis for a year and he actually talked about that as well. Like it kind of opened my eyes a little bit. So yeah, I think it's a different Josh McDaniels and I think Raiders fans should be excited about him.
2: You know, we haven't talked to you since uh, Patrick Graham was announced as the defensive coordinator right. for the Raiders. I thought maybe it was going to be Wink Martindale I had a couple other names that were yeah. floating around there, but in fact, uh, Patrick Graham leaves the giants and he's now the defensive coordinator for the Raiders. Uh, what are your thoughts on what he brings to the table?
0: I was stunned and I'm from New York. So, uh, like, all the talk was, you know, Dayball is going to keep him unless he gets the Vikings job. Didn't get the Vikings job back to New York, right? And, like, right. you know, the thing really that messed over the Giants, I guess, is the fact that they let him talk to the originally and once you open the door to allow him to talk to a different team about a dc job you can't block him from going somewhere else so he had to interview with the raiders and obviously that went pretty well josh really wanted him and he got them there and i think really that giants defense especially the year before this one where you saw guys like leonard williams and logan ryan james bradbury like the, all these guys not just played well they did even better than what they were they were expecting them to do right. he really elevates everyone and like there if there's one guy it was interesting because like I, I obviously see a lot of Giants fans in New York and everything. Right. There was like some talk about some people like saying, you know, if we move on from Joe Judge, let's maybe consider, you know, moving him up to head coach because people do believe he's a future head coach and they do believe he's a leader of men, someone who could relate to the player, especially in this generation. So like he's like a really, really strong hire for the Raiders. And again, Josh went there with the intention of bringing all his guys together, the people that he wants on his staff, and clearly Patrick Graham was one of those guys. I really thought it would be Either wink and or Brian Flores if he didn't get. It job but of course we all saw what happened with brian yeah that guy out of the picture and then wink ends up with the giants replacing patrick Graham. but no it's a massive hire he's been getting some head coach um requests in the past i'm curious to see if that happens again next year if he has a big year for las vegas
2: now you represent pro football focus of course they obviously do a deep dive on the numbers and so yeah. a lot of raider nations had some pushback on patrick Graham because well it wasn't ranked as high as we want it to be his defense didn't do this there was a couple numbers that stood out to me and that was red zone defense and the red zone defense was very good, right. like ranked top ten, in, yeah. you know, from what I was seeing in the last two seasons. So those are the numbers that I care about. But yeah. how do you look at a defense and say, okay, statistic-wise, they might not have been ranked very good, but they still were a good defense.
0: Right. So, like, I feel like also, like, with these hires, sometimes you got to put the numbers to the side a little bit and just understand who you're getting as the person you're bringing into the building. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're bringing Patrick Graham in because of the reputation that he has around the NFL as a defensive-minded guy and the work that he's done in the past. I think, don't even look at this last year, but the year before that, when Judge, Joe Judge's first year where, I don't know if you guys remember, but they, they started, like, one in seven that year, but yeah. the defense was pretty good. Then they almost made the playoffs in week 17. You know, they, they beat Dallas, and then Philadelphia kind of, you know, did and try that Sunday night game, whatever. But, like, that defense that year specifically was, like, excellent. And that was the year really where a lot of people thought this is year one in Joe Judge. They have Patrick Graham, who's an excellent defensive coordinator. And we all thought the year two, they would finally get over the hump. And it didn't happen. But the defense still didn't, like, just become bad. You know, right. It was still a respectful defense. And that's really where you're supposed to look at when it comes to the Giants. Because last year, it was a total disaster. Everything went bad. Joe Judge was just fell off a cliff. But the defense still, you know, held up there. So I think that's really what you should be looking at when you're getting a guy like Patrick Graham and the fact that he's so respected around the NFL. Think about the guy you're getting in the building and what he's been able to do in the NFL, and that's really what you should be looking at.
2: Again, we're talking with Ari Mayrov here from uh, Pro Football Focus on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Before I let you go, you mentioned Brian Flores and and the lawsuit that's going on, and I feel like that this is one big tree that has a ton of branches to it, and we're going to be talking about this for quite a while, but... You know, what's the bottom line for you? You know, what What can the NFL do, if anything, to kind of change what they're trying to change, which is the diversity and the climate with the coaches and GMs in the league?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's really the question that people have to understand. Like, yeah, there's change that need, that needs to be done, But what could be done? That's really the question. I don't feel like we're getting any answers from people. No one's giving uh, a good answer on what to expect. What should be done to help solve this issue? So that's really where the issue is right now. Like the compensatory pick formula, I mean, like, I guess, but it, it clearly isn't helping, and right. I think more people actually look at it like an insult than something that's actually helping out. So they have to figure out something else to try to help this this issue. I've reached out to some people. I mean, some people have mentioned, you know, maybe you know raise the salary cap for a team who does it. I think that's a little bit too much. Yeah, I think that's a little bit unfair. Also, that's a little bit, you know, you, it, it's too much. There has to be something in the middle. We're able to figure out for teams to actually get hires. And I thought what Peter King mentioned. I don't know if you saw this, but you got to have an assistant if you have a quarterback's coach have an assistant quarterback's coach who's in a minority so he has his hands on the quarterback as well okay because everyone is looking for an offensive minded right, guy right so if you have that guy who's going to be around the quarterback's coach and then that quarterback's coach gets a job somewhere else elevate this guy up and eventually this guy moves up the ladder and everyone is looking for an offensive minded right. guy so i think that is an interesting idea that could be done but they have to find something else where you know these guys are in position to end up getting interviews and i think what peter mentioned actually makes some sense and that could be a possible idea but there has to be more ideas instead of complaining yeah. so you know we'll see i think roger Goodell is scheduled to talk this week the state of the union we'll see what he has to say usually doesn't have much to say but we'll see maybe he opens up a little bit but yeah it's an issue and i think people should try to think of some ideas instead of just going on this rampage of like you know going crazy let's figure out what could be done to help this issue because i think brian Flores did something that is courageous. Um, I was there at the Senior Bowl when it happened. I mean, it was, it was incredible to see everyone's yeah, glued, yeah, remember glued that. Yeah. to their phones. Yeah. Like, it was unbelievable. But, you know, we got to figure out what to do, and I think Brian stepping up is a big thing, and, you know, I think this will be the topic of the Super Bowl. It'll be topic in the offseason, and it won't die anytime soon.
2: Well, I'm going to try to come up with some ideas. I've, I've done a couple complaining. I've yeah. done a little complaining. Yeah. I've done a little rampage. I'm, I'm going to come up with some ideas. I'm working on it, <laughs> but uh, I think that's a good idea. Uh, all right what do you have coming out? Do you have any podcasts or anything coming out that folks should be on the lookout for? Yeah,
0: for sure. So, I actually just did one with Daniel Jeremiah, Move the Sticks. Oh, Um, nice. Yeah, That's going to come out tomorrow, about a 20-minute interview. Talked about the Super Bowl, talked about some draft stuff. It's interesting because, like, people are obviously talking about the draft, but it's not as heavy as it's going to be in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, the quarterbacks are a little bit all over the map. And then there's this Kedon Thibodeau from Oregon who many people thought would be the number one overall pick. Apparently people think he's going to slide down a little bit. So I think once the Super Bowl comes to an end, we'll be talking about the draft a lot. And um, there's some really interesting topics to talk about. So that comes out tomorrow, the R.A. Mayor of NFL show on YouTube.
2: Nice, I like it. Well, before we let you go, can you do this little drop for me, man? Just have a little fun with it. I'm, I'm we're gonna just do this live on the radio. This is how we get down.
0: All right, here we go. Hey Raider Nation, this is Ari Marov, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920.
2: Oh, look at that. That's a pro right there, Damon. You're fired. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding, Damon. You're my guy. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. But Ari's fantastic. Great stuff, my man. I do appreciate you. This is how we do, man, at Radio Row, uh Unnecessary Roughness. Raider Nation Radio, nine twenty.
0: Back to Radio Row with the Los Angeles Convention Center. You p- Boy Q.
2: That sounds fantastic. I like the sounds of that. Back to Radio Row, Los Angeles Convention Center. Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Vinny Bonsignor, 4 to 6 p.m. He'll come up after me in the huddle. We're here all week long, Raider Nation. It's going to be fun. JT the Brick, myself, Jared Justice, all. In one Airbnb. <laughs> Vinny didn't want to come along for that ride. Vinny's like, no, sir, y'all go ahead and do that yourselves. So us three are going to be teamed up in an Airbnb tonight. Should be interesting. Of course, I got the big room.
3: That was going to be a wild night.
2: It's going to be something. I don't really know what to do with myself. I feel like I'm lost because I don't, as I mentioned at the top of the show, and if you're just tuning in, my backpack was stolen last night. Welcome to L.A., Q. <laughs> And look, this should not happen because anytime you're on Radio Row, let me give you a little background. This room is open twenty-four-seven. There's a hundreds of tables here, and they have nothing but equipment all over them. And they are comfortably here all night long because there's plenty of security, so you don't have to worry about anything. So you don't have to come back here and set up your equipment back up. The hardest part of the the, the Radio Row experience is setting the equipment up the very first time. What's up, boss? And then taking the equipment down at the end of the week. Those was the toughest two tasks that you have all week. Because everything else, you know, you're, you're good to go. So we had a slow day yesterday here on Radio Row. But it was Monday. And, you know, it's a different climate that we're in right now. We still worked hard. We still did some good things. I stuck around. So well, I was about 6.30. Some of the fellow uh, guys from the Locked On Podcast Network decided to, uh, to go and have dinner. So, Ross Jackson, Cody Rourke, Luke Braun, guys like that, Bo Brock, Peter Bukowski. I mentioned these guys because you've probably heard them on the show time and time again. They're really good. Fantastic at what they do. They said, hey, Q, Jared, you guys come to, lunch, uh, come to dinner with us. I said, okay. No problem. Well, I still had a podcast to do. And that's okay because, like I mentioned, this room is open all night long. So I thought I'd take a break. I, I didn't eat all day long. Got here about, I don't know, 8 o'clock in the morning. Didn't eat all day long. I thought i will stop have a little dinner and then get back to the to the grind because that's what this is. We're not here to goof off. We're here to grind. And that's what we've been doing. So I go and eat right around the corner. I cover up all the equipment with a, 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 a big old, not towel, but a big old blanket. So it looks nice and neat. You know, it's not a junky table. I put my backpack deep underneath the table so it's well hidden. Jared leaves his backpack on the chair, and we leave. Come back about two and a half hours later. I go to get my backpack out so I can start working, do my podcast. Nothing. That was about 9.30. So I think, yeah, I think we left around 6.30ish. Got back 9.30 at the latest, right? So I start to discover my backpack's missing. So I, I do a real chill. Like when you lose your kid at the store, you're just real chill. You don't want to look panicked. But you know that, hey, there's a little bit of cause for concern here because <laughs> I, I, I can't find my kid. But you always know that, you know, at some point your kid's going to pop out of the, you know, the little the clothes rack and be like, hey, I'm right here. What were you worried about? I only know that because I did that to my, Mama Q. Sorry, Mom. But – I figured, hey, you know, maybe I'd put my backpack at our other table because ESPN Las Vegas is here as well. Maybe I put it over there. Maybe I was just kind of in a hurry and I forgot. So I went over there and checked. Nah, not, not there. So I came back and said, okay, I just didn't see it. My bad. I don't know. So I got on my hands and knees and literally crawled underneath the, the table. And the moment I crawl under the table is the moment I experience no backpack and realize, oh, blank, my backpack's gone. But Jared's, who he left on the seat in plain view, is still there comfortably. So, now I feel violated because my backpack's gone and everything's gone. And I'm wondering, okay, maybe someone picked it up on accident. And then I quickly realized, no. No one picked it up on accident because it was definitely deep underneath the table. So, someone had to crawl underneath the table to get it. So, then I started to get angry. And... So I asked someone, hey, you know, seen anybody walk out of here with a backpack? So we started talking about it. Security calls, convention center security. Police finally show up. Make a long story short, and this could be a very long story. I didn't get out of here until 2.30 this morning out of the convention center as I was dealing with convention center security, police. they're over. They're trying to review video that clearly that, oh, by the way, they don't really have a lot of video here in a room with thousands of dollars worth of equipment. And I mean tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands dollars worth of equipment in this, studio, or in this room. They don't really have very many cameras in here. And the couple angles that they have aren't very good ones. But conveniently, they said, oh, hey, on this video angle, at 10.03, we see, a, and this is how they described it. I'm not trying to be ugly. They said, we see a black man with a tan jacket on walking away from your table with a black backpack on. I said, at what time? He said, 10.03. I said, that's impossible. My backpack was missing at 9.30. And they said, no, no, 10.03. We see this guy taking it or walking away with it. So I pull out my phone and I show my call log. And I said, sir, at 9.50, I'm on the phone with my wife telling her that my backpack's gone. So at that point, they decided to, okay, maybe he knows what he's talking about. So I said, I don't know about a black man with a tan jacket on, but I do know a white guy with a tan jacket on. He's my coworker. His name is Jared. He's standing right here next to me. And they go, no, no, this is definitely a black man. I said, okay, can I see that video? Oh, sure. So they sent it to NFL security, and NFL security showed me the video. Devon, it was definitely Jared. And as you know. Jared got a little Mike McDaniel in him? Jared, no, he doesn't. (laughs) That's the thing, he doesn't. But they swore up and down, and so it, it kind of bothered me. I didn't get angry because I had too many other things to get angry about. But they look at Jared on video and said, "That oh, was a black man with a tan jacket on. He had your backpack. And they were convinced until I said, no, that's Jared. He's standing right here. So now Jared's nickname is the black man with the tan bag. It was the, an inside the, job. Well, no, definitely it was an inside job, but. It, it bothered me so bad that you could look at a guy on video and still describe him wrong. I mean, think about that. Hold you know, on. What Jared, the you tan know what Jared jacket. looks like? Yes, he's the whitest of white. Um. I mean, he's got, you know, fluffy blonde hair. You know, he looks more like. Um, who's the actor in old school? Remember the guy. Uh, Will Ferrell? That, no, no, the guy in old school that was living on campus. You know what I'm talking about?
3: No, I don't. I'm trying to. The know. Godfather. He was
2: the Godfather because, you know, he had all the, the girls at his, at his place all the time. The, the actor. I don't know. Anyway, he looks more like him than looks like me. Don't text in with the answer because I don't have my computer, so I can't check the text line.
3: Well, I do. We do have a text, you know. I, I mean, it's it's some good news. It's a good text, a nice friendly text. All right, I'll tell okay, me Okay, there you go. Q, I wanted to say thank you for the interviews here at Super Bowl Radio Row. Keep doing what you're doing. I love hearing the insight from the people that you're able to get on. Just wanted to give you mad props. D, much love to you as well. Keep banging away. Cheers, so risky way.
2: There he goes. There he goes. I'll tell you this, man. It's not a. It's not a Q thing. This is a, this is a collective uh, uh, group effort. You know, the guys behind the scenes, Bobby, you, Danny, a lot of interviews that we're doing, we're even doing before the show starts. I mean, the last two I've done have been live. But, I mean, there's interviews that we do that are recorded because that's, you have to fit it in their, their time slot. They don't worry about your time slot. They say, hey, this is when you're – you can have this guy available at this time or you can't have him at all. Like, for example, tomorrow at 2 o'clock, JT is going to be talking to Warren Moon. Well, at 2 o'clock, that's when I'm on the air. But if you think for one second that I'm going to say, no, JT, you can't talk to Warren Moon at 2 o'clock, that's an hof that's a banger. That's one that you add to the list. This is a collective effort from all of us. Every single one of us, and even the ones like DeMond who didn't make the trip here, are doing yeoman's work in the back studios, making sure that we sound right, have the great imaging to go along with it. And this, like I mentioned to JT, is, should be the first of many for Raider Nation Radio 920. I've been to now five, six Super Bowls in radio rows, but Raider Nation Radio has been to one now. And this is exciting for me. When we went to Canton, Ohio, we went to Canton, Ohio for the Hall of Fame for Tom Flores and Charles Woodson. That was the first. We're going to go to Canton, Ohio for Cliff Branch. So that will be the second. And next year when we go to Arizona for the Super Bowl, that will be second. And then the third year will be in Las Vegas. That'll be You know, consistency. That's what we're building here. We're going to build a monster. We're not some little, you know, little kids playing radio out back. You know what I mean? Like we're real-deal players. In this, in this field. And we're going to hold ourselves to a higher standard. And I'll tell you right now, this is going to be good this week. It's not going to be It's not going to be fantastic. We're going to build up to that. You can't just come out and win the Super Bowl, you know, your first time out. We're going to learn from our mistakes that we made this time, including me getting my backpack stolen. And, oh, Jared's here. Jared, put your headset on. He just, he just walked up. Jared's here. I was just telling him the story on the air. You can take your mask off, dude, so you're not muffled. I was just telling a story on the air about how you're the you're the black guy with the tan jacket on.
0: Oh God, yeah, Jared. So I said, so Jared <laughs>
3: got some Mike McDaniel in him that we don't know about.
0: I'm a uh, yes, I'm racially ambiguous.
2: That's pretty crazy. Do you know who the actor is in Old School that was the Godfather? He was living on campus.
0: Oh, not, you know what I'm talking about? I, I vaguely recall
2: this. Yes, isn't he like, like Luke? Somebody? Um, Luke Wilson. Boom! Wilson. There so
3: it is. Yeah, we got a text. Keywords: Luke Wilson. Thank you. Keyword's Thank Luke you. Wilson.
2: Thank you. Texter. Thank Another you. Fargo Raider. Thank you, Fargo Raider. Uh, oh,
3: Owen Wilson. Nope. You look. You think oh. about Luke Wilson. No. no, no yeah. No. Fargo Raider was wrong. Okay. But Wilson. we got like a bunch of texts saying Luke Wilson.
2: Okay. It's Luke Wilson. Jared looks much more like Luke Wilson than he looks like me. But they were they swore up and down that it was a, that Jared was a black man to the <laughs> point where they were convinced I had to ID Jared on video. And this is what's what's even worse about the situation. Even later when I had to go down to the dungeon. To go and file a police report and do all this other stuff, they even, they even said at a certain point they said, "Well, let me ask you this: How long were, were you with your coworker?" And I said, "What do you mean?" They said, "Well, was there ever a time that you guys weren't together?" I said, "No, we went to eat and came back." I said, "Jared didn't steal my ba- my damn backpack. Like we're, we're we're banging up the wrong tree. <laughs> like what was I gonna do with it?" Q, I'm holding your backpack for <laughs> ransom. <laughs> I'll be asleep on the couch. Right. I mean, it's wild. That is absolutely wild. So I was telling him that we were here until about 2.30 in the morning.
0: Yeah, did you, did you tell him where I slept?
2: No, it was so bad. Jared was exhausted. I felt so bad because we've been here all day. Jared was – he pulled three chairs out and just, just laid across them and fell asleep. And then, Damon, when he got up – well, no, actually today when we got back, he looked back and saw – there's actually a sleep number mattress display <laughs> right behind so him. Bad. So he actually could have, if he wanted to go just all the way in, he could have just been like, well, they already think I stole his backpack. I might as well just really <laughs> mess it all up. I'm going to go and sleep on this mattress. At least he could have done that, but he didn't. So No, there.
3: Jared, I mean, you're suspect number one still.
2: No, he is. I mean, that's it's fair.
0: But, but the, the, the boys same-
3: down at the station, they're not giving up on this.
0: The the look you gave one of the officers whenever he pointed at me, was genuinely one of the most incredulous looks I've ever seen in my life. Like there he is.
2: He's, what do you want he's me? He's right there. Like I mean, they were insisting that Jared was the guy, and I'm like, he's right here.
3: Yeah, we get admirers, but we've seen a case like this back in '93. <laughs> Right from under his nose. Never suspected him. Never suspected
2: anything. The old white guy that looks like a black guy on camera trick. (laughs) (laughs) So now, Jared, I mean, and this is not his own fault, but now he has his own little nickname, and he said, look, I'm not even going to call myself what you're calling me, but it's cool if you do. So now, to me, Jared is the black guy with the tan jacket. So now if you ever hear me say, hey, man, where's the the black guy with the tan jacket? You'll actually know that I'm talking about Jared, who's not black. It's like – it's like uh, in, in Hangover when they said, oh, that's Black Doug. <laughs> <laughs> and even he said, can you stop calling me that? It's just good. <laughs> <laughs> so I, sometimes you just got to laugh at situations. I'm still very angry about the situation. But, I, I mean, there's absolutely nothing I could do but tell a good story, laugh about it. And, uh, and go to break. 2.45 is the time. When we come back, we'll close out hour number one. We are at uh, the Los Angeles Convention Center. This is Radio Row, Super Bowl 56. We'll close out the hour number one here on Radio Nation Radio 920.
0: Back to Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Here's your boy, Q.
2: And here we are closing out hour number one of the show I'm telling you, days like this is when the show flies by, and days like this is when it's good to be on the radio because uh, you can come back and put your headset on. You can talk, talk some sports, talk to some folks, like talk to Bill Romanowski a little earlier, talk to Ari Mayrov a little earlier. Going to be talking to John McClain from the Houston Chronicle coming up at 3 o'clock. Always excited about that conversation. But you could just kind of woo saw on the radio, you know what I mean? You can kind of let your hair down on the radio and and just have a good time. Remember what it's all about. So that's exactly what we're going to do this afternoon. I did want to pass along a piece of information that I saw, and of course, I can't find it now. <laughs> so I guess I guess that's not going to work. <laughs> that's not going to work. Uh, I had I had a little piece of information. It was actually uh, the Chicago Bears had made a hire, but it was related to. Uh, The Raiders and so uh, yeah, that (laughs) didn't work out as slick as I thought it was going to because I didn't have it pulled up uh, on my phone because that's what I'm working with these days. So this is going to be and continue to be a running joke for a while. But the Bears have hired Travis Smith as their defensive line coach and he spent the last 10 seasons with the Raiders. Uh, the past three, he was an assistant defensive line coach. Before that, he was defensive assistant, defensive quality uh, quality control coach, and outside linebacker coach. So uh, he spent a lot of time with the silver and black. He's going to shy town. So I just want to give you a little bit of a an update right there of what was going on uh, as far as uh, comings and goings of some of the coaches uh, across with the, the, the Raiders and the way that their staff has, has turned over. And you're starting to see new hires come in, and you're going to see – some uh, other coaches go out and that's just kind of the nature of the beast now back in the home studios my man demont cotton is doing a fantastic job as always um and i'm sorry i can't check the salmon ash text line so was there any text that i needed to get to
3: uh nope nobody's texting uh, besides the luke wilson chatter okay
2: well i'm glad everyone had my back on that that's awesome i i do uh, i do appreciate the fact that everyone had my back on luke wilson so uh, excited about uh, just everything that we're doing, man. This is this is fun. Uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have a good time, and we're gonna continue to bring you as much as much of the action as possible. And as I mentioned multiple times, that the action really has picked up here uh, quite a bit today. It, it really has. And now it's not where it needs to be. It's not you know full tilt yet, but it's gonna get there. It really is, and uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, I I don't know if if you remember, Demond, but we were talking yesterday about. Uh, a young lady, and we had no idea who it was, and I sent Jared on the mission to go find her, uh, and he didn't know who it was at first, but we ended up eventually finding out that it was Chef KK. <laughs> chef KK. And you got to say her name like that. It's not Chef KK. It's Chef KK. That's how you, that's how you have to say it. She's a celebrity chef uh, whose clients include Demi Lovato, Von Miller, Diddy, Melvin Ingram, Michael Crabtree, uh, former Raider Michael Crabtree, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna get a, a few minutes to catch up with her tomorrow. So I'm gonna bring that to the table just because uh, I'm interested in that kind of stuff, you know. And that's that's what you that's what you get on Radio Row. It's not always just athletes. It's not always you know just like coaches or or analysts or stuff like that. It's it's just it's all kind of walks of, of life. Matter of fact, Tamon, this would be right up your alley. I believe on Thursday, UFC is bringing a bunch of fighters uh bellator is bringing some fighters wwe's bringing some wrestlers uh that, that that i know is right up your alley i'm sure you'd love to see some wrestlers here on radio row
3: oh yes i would love to see it so if you could just get some of them i don't know you know just you know i don't know how we can make this happen but you know i wish i was out there and i'm on, yeah, chef, I'm on chef kk's instagram right now and you know she's putting in that work i mean okay. she's making the rounds on radio row and she can cook i mean no surprise but i'm seeing it for, i'm seeing it for my eyes here
2: nice nice i like that i like that well let me uh let let me ask you this if i do have an opportunity to to find a wrestler or or, or bring a wrestler to the table who would you like me to get if i could if you had if, if if i if if you could just say okay one guy i'm gonna name q's gonna q's gonna bring him to the table who would it be
3: well the the answer would be john cena but he's not like an active wrestler right now but if john cena just happened to be on radio row that'd be like the q take this one sit this one out please
2: no, and you know what? That's funny. I'm going to find – this is what I'm going to do before this week's o- over. I'm going to find a wrestler, and I don't know who it's going to be because I don't know who they're going to bring. It won't be John Cena. I don't know who they're going to bring. I'm going to find one, and I'm going to make sure to book him on the show, and you're going to carry it. You're going um, to drive the car, and I'm going to sit back and relax and chill because I don't, I don't know anything about wrestlers. You did uh, the WWE – what, SummerSlam? Didn't you do some interviews with some SummerSlam guys earlier?
3: Yeah, I talked to uh, Matt Riddle, also a former UFC fighter.
2: There you go, see? So I'm going to make sure that you handle that and you maintain that, but I will. I, I promise you that's going to happen. Uh, I think I'll get a UFC fighter as well. I'm going to work on a UFC fighter as well. and So kind of mix things up. But that's that's the beauty of this is that that's the kind of uh, people that you, you have going on uh, Radio Row. You just never know who's going to be out there. It's so funny. Uh, on the drive up here, I kept talking about, uh, oh, I know Randy Grimes will be on, on uh, Radio Row because – uh, I just know he will, and I've interviewed him every single year for the longest because he was a—he's a Baylor guy, he's a former Baylor Bear. And so when I was in Central Texas, that was the guy that you know the handler would bring bring him over and say, "Hey, I got Randy Grimes, you want him?" And you know it's like after having talking to him four or five times, you kind of already know the story, but you just had to have him because he was a Baylor guy. So we're like, "All right, that's cool. It's early in the week, we'll get Randy Grimes." Anyway, I saw him. I saw him today, and JT interviewed him earlier, and it was a—it's uh, so funny. It was a. Fun, fantastic interview. And he's got a book out right now, and I'm actually looking at it. So, uh, yeah, and I saw him, and I said, hey, how about them Baylor Bears? He's like, man, sick them. You know, so that's always Have you got anything always, free yet? Uh, I have a book right here. Randy right. Grimes. The Randy Grimes center. book. Yeah, I got, the, I got the Randy Grimes book. Uh, last time I was on Radio Row, I did get a bottle of Emmett Smith tequila. I did get that. He gave me a bottle of Emmett Smith tequila. So I was I'ma hoping
3: that Bill Romanowski was going to throw out, like, a promo code or something for that protein.
2: Well, usually he has a promo shake, or uh, um, yeah, he usually brings shakes with him and the protein shakes. But uh, his wife, who is his handler, was saying that they they couldn't bring them this year due to like COVID and everything, so it, it was against protocol. But yeah, they always have a bunch of uh, protein shakes with them, and they're really good because you don't get a chance to, as Jared could tell you, you don't get a chance to just stop down and eat while you're here. It's like go 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 go. It, this isn't this this radio row experience is not for everybody. Folks that are used to doing like, I don't know, a three-hour shift and going home, this ain't for you. You need to you need to know that you're going to put in an a all-day event. And so the thing about it is, you don't get you don't get a chance to eat at all. And and really, I'll tell you, LA's done an awful job supplying food and drinks. I had to bring my own waters today, so I'm just going to go ahead and put that as a side note. But yeah, you don't really get too much downtime. So. uh Yeah, those protein shakes actually came in handy when Romanowski brought them. 257 is the time. When we come back, we'll kick off hour number two of the show. We'll be talking to John McClain, our usual Tuesday guest, here on Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920.